Hey, hey campers. campers! Welcome back to Camp Reality. I'm Serena. And I'm Lana. Welcome back, campers. We are chatting Traders, episode six. This was an incredible episode. Pilot Pete came out of the woodwork as like this strategic mastermind. Phaedra had this incredible fur coat on. Alan had plaid gloves. Full-length gloves yes. to his elbows. Um, it was an incredible we episode. We also saw Parmesan cheese without a headband for, like, the first Finally. time ever. I know. And then we got John being so, our man John, being so dramatic with a full monologue at the round table. There was so much happening this episode. So um so I'm excited to get into it, but I just like need to have like a little pop culture corner. That's what I'm calling this segment. Um, because I just, we have some Britney and Justin Timberlake and just Camille like news. And Serena doesn't know about all of this. So I, no, I, I didn't follow any of this. And Lana's like, let's talk about this. And I went, talk about what? Like, I had no idea what she was saying. So I'm very excited. It's because I'm chronically online and like, you know, I work from home, so I'll scroll TikTok here and there and then I get all these things happening and I know about all of it. And then Serena's like, you know, doing like a big girl job and like talking to human beings um, in an office. You have a big girl job too. I have a big girl job, but like I work from my house in my slippers um, and you have to go in and like put on, you have to put on like an outfit and go into an office. So um, I see all the news all the time, but okay. So Justin Timberlake. Came out with a new song, Selfish, and all of the Britney stands, me included, um, decided that we needed to get Britney's song, also called Selfish, to number one on iTunes, which we've talked about this before. Like, it's funny to me that iTunes charts, like, still exist. Like, who's paying yeah. $1.29 for the song? Literally, like, who who is paying for that? Is the is it, like, four people? They're like, it's at the top of the iTunes charts. Four people yeah. have bought it. Like, <laughs> who is buying iTunes music? I do not understand. I do not understand. Brittany, like, came out and said on her Instagram, like, you know, sorry for the things I said in my book, which, like, don't apologize for that shit that it really happened to you, Brittany. Like, stop that. I think she was feeling bad about it because she's just a saint. Um, It's whatever. And then Justin Timberlake decided, you know, I don't know, just to be a little asshat. And he was performing, like, for, I think it was his birthday, and he's, like, performing for, I don't know, for free at some club. And he got on the stage. I know. Um, And it was like a fan video that, of course, like they sent into TMZ and all that. And he's like performing and trying to like, I don't know, be relevant. And he says, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. And that's pointed at Britney Spears. And I'm not okay. I hate this man that he's trying to come back. This was not the way to do it. Like, no. Not at all. It was not the way to do it. You just like his tactic to this point has been to not acknowledge anything, any of the Britney yeah. stuff. He just should have kept doing that or like privately apologized to her. I'm never gonna forget reading that book and and that one part where she talks about like the note, the breakup note that he gave her that he like framed or whatever, and he she like had it. still in her house. Crazy. What a narcissist! I can't. I know. Like, so, but don't worry. Britney got on her gram. And she posted a picture of, it's a basketball hoop with, the, like, an orange moon behind it. And it looks like it's going, the basketball hoop's going in. And if you know, Brittany grew up playing basketball. Just She was always better than Justin when they would play. Whatever. So she said, someone told me someone was talking shit about me on the streets. Do you want to bring it to the court? Or will you go home crying to your mom like you did last time? I'm not sorry. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? I love it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Isn't that so good? Okay, so the whole thing, like, when he said, like, I take this opportunity to apologize to nobody, blah, 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 it's because he was right about to start singing Cry Me a River, which we all know, the music video, the girl in the music video looks just like Britney, it's about their relationship, whatever. Absolutely. But I just loved that. I loved the clapback from Britney, who was like, absolutely. Sorry. (laughs) We know that Justin Timberlake is a man who would be so upset if a woman beat him in basketball. Like, oh, absolutely. He is that guy. Like, he is that guy who thinks he's so good. And then, like, somebody pulls up on him and, like, shoots a jumper. And then he just, like, pouts. Like, that's who he is to his core. I can't. I can't stand Justin Timberlake. I know. So, in the same, like, realm, his wife, Jessica Biel, who... Okay, I don't think anybody has ever, like, really hated on Jessica Biel. Like, she's pretty unproblematic. Like, she's just married to Justin Timberlake, who, like... He was the one who was, like, holding hands with the... With a co-star. Yeah. She was on Seventh Heaven, you know, all the good things back in the 90s. And I've never had a problem with her. But, like, 
I don't know why in the last like two weeks that she made a TikTok that was so crazy that I just, I need to get your thoughts on it because Jessica Biel reveals that she actually likes to like save time by um, eating and drinking in the shower. What? <laughs> she says shower. TikTok? What is this TikTok? It, she, I don't even know. It popped up for me, but I'm reading from an article. Shower appropriate items like cereal or yogurt, coffee no. or tea, popsicles. I know, melt factor, but safe. It's down the drain if anything drops. You're good. No. Yogurt in the shower? <laughs> Yo, but why? Like, how is that saving time? I don't know. She said it's the only place you can probably eat without having to share it with your kids. What? Okay, that is a that is a factor that you and I can't understand. But also, like, why don't we have boundaries? Also, why do you want to eat food while you're showering? Also, I definitely have eaten while taking a bath, but I feel like that's different. Like, that's sometimes different. I just, like, I like take a little relaxing bath and I, like take a little treat with me. I have like a little bath tray and everything that like goes over my whole bath, and you know, I eat that's a little chocolate different. or whatever. But like, I have never eaten like a literal meal. Also, ew. yogurt seems absolutely not like not okay in the shower. Okay, yogurt like so gross. she she talks about too that she likes to like be under the water while she chews, so she has to make sure to keep her mouth closed because she'll get water in her mouth. What? <laughs> also, I feel like this tells you everything you need to know about her marriage to Justin Timberlake because those are both of their children. And I'm sorry, what in the world is he doing that his wife doesn't even have time to eat yogurt without? Being She's multitasking. Yeah, sorry, she has to eat yogurt in the shower because she's so busy with the children. She also says, like, a, a ledge is really helpful. She likes to take a sip or a bite and then sit it on the ledge. The ledge in the shower where, like, my razor goes? Absolutely not. Criminal. Ew. Criminal charges. <laughs> that is so gross. And just, like, such a weird, a weird thing to share on the internet in general. I just think like, that, like... These celebrities are so out of touch. I think she was like, oh my gosh, I bet the other girlies do this. No girlies are doing this. No. We are not eating in the shower. Does anyone do that? Like, please, if you're listening you know, and you eat in the shower, please explain. Yeah, because if you're eating, like, ew, yogurt open with a spoon, like sitting on the ledge, Absolutely that seems not. vile to me. Um, but I just there feel like she was trying to be a normal girly so and she would like there, shot yeah. too far. There have been a few moments in my life in the morning where I thought to myself, I wish I could drink coffee while I am in the shower, but I haven't done it. Like, it's just like in my head, I'm like, I'm not awake and I need coffee this second. I'm like, I just need an IV if I could of caffeine. But like, again, I didn't actually do it. And there's a little tiny part of me that must confess that I'm now thinking to myself, Maybe I could get me a little hydro flask. I think you could. Okay, here's the thing. You could put the coffee in a tumbler and drink it in no. the shower. But it's the it's the open yogurt with the spoon okay. or like a banana in the shower. Like She talks about like she likes to eat an orange in the shower. And I just think that's And you know what? We also know about Justin Timberlake. He is not peeling that orange. He is not doing that. Oh. Mm-mm. Oh, he did not feel that but orange. I just, Mm-mm. I just love that this was a news story that like Good Morning America put out about Jessica Biel eating in the shower. I love the internet sometimes. Like I truly love the internet. Campers, I am gonna try a uh, coffee in a tumbler in the shower and get back to you. Um, don't worry, I will. I will give you notes. I'll explain. I um, think like a bowl yeah. of pretzels with like a diet coke in the bath or like a glass of wine <laughs> in the bath. I think that's totally different. The water isn't actively <laughs> shooting at you. You're sitting in one Correct. place. Mm-hmm. It's like being yeah. in a jacuzzi and having something to drink. But something about right. the shower with, like, yeah. open food containers the, just freaks me out. The shower feels, like, way more active to me. Like, I'm never just, like, standing yeah. in the shower. I am, like, washing a part of my body. I'm shampooing my hair. I'm shaving my legs. I'm not just, like, chilling. But sometimes I take, like, a 45-minute bath where I'm just sitting there reading a book. Like, that okay. makes sense to be eaten. Personal question. When you are in wait. the shower, do you face the water or do you face away? Oh my gosh, I love this question. Okay, I I feel like after I heard this question on TikTok once, I was like, I doubted myself. Like I I like Me almost, too. like I started overthinking it. I was like, what do I do? And the truth of the matter is I am facing away from the shower head probably 95% of the time. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a 5% of the time that I turn towards the shower head and like, like have it hit my face after I've like washed my face. And that's about it. But it's like 95% Honestly, the other way. 
I'm the same. Okay, but I'm like a rotisserie chicken. I'm like turning. I'm like way more than, like way more than 10% of the time. I'm like, I'm getting in the shower. I'm going to go under the water. I'm going to like rotate like a mm-hmm. potate 20 times. And then I'm going to face the wall and put the shampoo in my head and scrub my head away from the water. Right. And then I get underneath it. Yeah. rinse it out but there's people who are just going full-on face blast with the water no, no. <laughs> sometimes times. i stand yeah sometimes i stand in the shower where i stand far enough away that the shower is like hitting my chest but yeah. not my face like no my face is getting blasted all the whole time unless i'm no. washing my face and i'm deliberately putting it under the water but these people Correct. on tiktok i was like am i am i being gaslit about the, where the direction i face in the shower it's crazy the internet is a wild wild place i'm obsessed with it I just, I love that there's people just checking in on stuff all the time and then telling me what to care about. And like one of my favorite things, like like kind of tying into traders was this week, Twitter, showing me the screenshots of Phaedra commenting on Burgalicious's Instagram, which he oh, has so now made his Instagram handle Burgalicious, which I don't know if that's what it was before because I didn't know who this man was before. But like Phaedra has commented like, my Burgalicious, like, oh, so cute, so cute. And I clicked on his Instagram profile for the very first time. And like, Lana, did you know that his real name was Karsten Ferguson. That's an awful name. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would go by Bergie too. Yeah. Like, I think this is the one time I'm going to give you permission to make fun of someone's name because he also doesn't like it or else he would not have a nickname that he goes He'd be by. going by Karsten and it's not Carson, which is a fine name. Karsten? We just threw a T in yeah. there. It's very confusing. I thought I was like making it up in my head. I Googled Remember it people, track. when you are naming that precious bundle of joy, you are also naming an adult. And we don't need Mackenzie Grace out here trying to introduce yourself on a call as Mackenzie Grace Lana. Lou, whatever. Lana, I'm sorry. I only gave you permission to talk about Karsten. Do not add other okay. names into this. Okay, but like this is a PSA, okay? Don't forget. <laughs> I mean, it is weird though. It is weird when I think about like a baby being, being named like Bob. That's weird. Are there babies named Bob? It must be. I mean, yeah, but like their name is Robert. That seems very, yeah, okay, I get it, people. You want to name something cute because they're cute, but I don't know. We just need to get it's together also, with baby names. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, I think it, I like the the names where it's like they go by seven different names, you know? Like, for example, <laughs> Joey, the bachelor Joey, like, you know, his real name's probably Joseph. And at one point in his life, you know, he tried out Joe and was like, nah, 100%. I think I'm Joey. I love that. Or like my brother, for those of you who don't know, his full name is Nathaniel. So yeah, I don't know how my parents looked at a tiny, tiny baby. He was very, he was very premature. He was like two pounds. So like literally like holding him in their hands and went Nathaniel. Like writing out his full name was bigger than his body at that time. Like what were you doing, guys? Nathaniel? Who thinks like that? But I've told them that. Very sorry. They're not offended. And so he goes by Nate all the time. And they're like, no, we wanted him to go by Nathan. And I'm well, sorry. I don't have to tell you. He is Nate. That is it. He's That's not a Nathan. He's I've not met, a Nathan. you know, Nathaniel a few times. <laughs> he's a Nate. He is, he is Nate and he's Nathaniel to me. I call him Nathaniel probably more than anyone else in his life. Like, I call him Nathaniel and like his kids will look at me and be like, I'm sorry, what? What are you calling dad? Like, who are you? <laughs> I love that. Back to Burgalicious yeah. because they are coming. They, okay, the traitors. They are doubting Pilot Pete, okay? So Pilot Pete, just to remind y'all, he is the strategic mastermind. And the last episode, he said, okay, I'm going to tell the three people that I think are the traitors, his, the sus people. I'm going to tell the three of them that I have the traitor, so then they're going to automatically go for Bergie because Bergie's, like, been in the camp with, you know, Pete and this other mm-hmm. clique that's forming, and Bergie's always mm-hmm. throwing out Dan's name. So, um, they are they decide to kill Bergie because they're just like, and I think it's Dan who says it. Like Peter's not savvy enough. Like he's not yeah. savvy he's enough like, to not, like make he's a not move. Savvy. Oh my gosh, what a narcissist! <laughs> Sorry, but then you know everyone's coming into the breakfast room, and I retweeted something someone posted that was like trying to explain like the. The morning breakfast reactions or something. Or the, the murder reaction. The morning breakfast the murder, murder reactions breakfast or something. Reactions. <laughs> Someone who's not watching Traders is hilarious. So um, but they're all coming. They're all coming in. And I have to have a moment for Phaedra's fur coat. She looks incredible. <gasps> She's got this like 
floor length fur coat with a belt and the best eye makeup. It's like green. She looks very extra. I wrote that Phaedra is mob wife aesthetic. Like Phaedra is is mob wife aesthetic. She totally is. Um, It also like my earlobes hurt just looking at her earrings. Those earrings were like they look so heavy. They were so big. They like touched her shoulder. I was and they were like heavy. It wasn't just like a hoop touching her shoulder. It was a whole like. I don't even know what it was, but it was a huge earring. My ear, they hurt. Couldn't do it. Could not do it. Couldn't do it. And Phaedra is, of course, a traitor, so she doesn't know. Like, she loves Bergy, and she has this moment where she says, you know, I really adore Brugalicious, but everyone's got to die. That's, like, in her ITM. Um, Peter comes in, and he's he's talking to someone, and he's like, it could be John, because he's useless. Mm. it's so um, true though but can we have a moment for trishelle's whole ensemble <gasps> yes i wrote it all down she had leather fingerless gloves with like a bow on the glove somehow it was a it was and a lot it, it tied in with a white sweater where she also had black bows all over the sweater and then a, a leather hat like the kind that we always say ct's wearing what are those things called <laughs> like a like newsboy hat a newsboy hat but it was leather and she was wearing it like backwards i was very confused but i was like okay trishelle like it was so coordinated and yet it also made zero sense the bows looked crazy i was like did she just hot glue this on before she walked down because they just like were just, like <laughs> plastered to her boobs it was a very weird placement for the bows her outfit looked like an outfit I would have thought looked good or cute when I was like 12. Like, you know, when you went through that phase where you're like, I love bows. And like, I just want to like, look super like, like preppy and princessy. And like, that's what she looked like. Like if my mom had let me dress myself at 12, like in the leather gloves. Yeah. Love to see you in fingerless leather gloves at 12. Being like, it's just a phase mom. Okay, not the gloves, not the gloves, but the, the hat and like the, the sweater. I forgot about the gloves for a second. The sweater the is something that I would have worn in college, and you know it because I wore, wore some also true wild things. I, in as someone who knew you in college, that is a correct <laughs> sentence. <laughs> it was twenty like fourteen, y'all. Lana was like so like what's the word I'm looking for? You were like I don't know is preppy the correct word? Like I don't know what I was. The right word? <laughs> A walking question mark. I don't know. <laughs> the style was questionable. Okay. Uh, it's, I mean, what do you, what do you want from us? At least we're not over here wearing oversized jeans and I don't, middle parts. Like, I don't think I would have looked good in that in college. No. We were doing no. the best of what we were given. Okay. It was 2014. This Neon was in. So okay. True. Glasses without lenses in them were in. Little black ones. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I was cleaning out my closet the other day and I like found old jewelry that I forgot existed and I had like statement necklaces and I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The J. Crew these bubble necklace. I never owned Iconic. one of those and I, I still feel sad about it. Like I never got one. You can come take mine. I have them in like five colors. Um, and I remember going to Charming Charlie, that place. I love Charming Charlie's. Oh my gosh. Okay, when I come visit you in Denver, can we take out your J. Crew bubble necklaces and like yeah. wear them one day? Just Throwing together? that away, it's it, oh it's gosh. a relic at this point. Um, Ugh. but yes, I'm trying to think of other gorgeous fashion, fashion. things we um, were rocking back in yeah. the day. Like I mentioned, Parmesan. Oh, I thought you meant about the breakfast table fashion. Um, oh, well, the breakfast table fashion we need to discuss. Parmesan yeah, cheese. So we that gold sweater. <laughs> what was that gold yes. sweater? It, it was, was ugly. Weird. It was ugly. Weirdly, I've also gotten so used to her in a headband that I was thinking to myself, like, she's missing a statement headband. I think yeah, that would have made that missing. sweater better. Like, something's missing. She needed something and, to coordinate, like a plaid one or something. Like, she needed yeah. something. Oh, I know what I was going to mention about 2014 fashion that I came across when I was cleaning out my closet. Um, combat boots. What were we doing in those? Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> Confession, I wear combat boots all the time now. I wear them all the time. Mine have studs on them. Mine do not have studs on them. I'm going to be very. I'm Mine had studs out. on them. They were from Candies, which is that brand from Kohl's that like oh Jessica gosh. Simpson used to like do stuff Shout for. Shout out to um, Candies. Candies, y'all, a classic brand. Um, clearly, you know, we were both on a couple of tangents today, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So everybody comes in. Of course, the last mm-hmm. person to enter is Bergy, and they do like a Bergie. nice dramatic pause, and then they're like, "Ha, gotcha!" Um, Peter's like looking gotcha. around, just like so proud of himself for his so, mega move. Dan's face gave everything away when Bergy walked Dan in. Dan, like, truly looked like he, he crapped his pants. Yeah, and that's what's so true because Peter said, "Like I told, I told Dan, I told." Parmesan cheese. I tried to say your real name, and you all heard me just not know how to do it. And I told Dan, I told Parmesan cheese, and I told CT, and then those reactions told me everything. Peter's like, I know CT is not a traitor because it's true. Yeah. CT was just like, huh, like everybody else doing here. He's like, yeah. what's going on? And then like, like Parmesan cheese looked pissed. Like she, like yeah. her little eyes squinted harder than they've ever squinted before. And then Dan was just like angry and i was obsessed i was like dan you little idiot you have given it all away like there is no way you can come back from this and i was obsessed and then meanwhile phaedra phaedra the third trader that no one has suspected yet has the best quote literally the best quote honey he was like christ he rose again she's so happy to see bergy like i know deep down in her soul she's so happy that he actually had the shield because she loves him Yeah, she's like obsessed with him, which we know from all of her Instagram comments. Oh my gosh. Also, honorable mention for um, Sheree, who doesn't, she is so confused about this game, but she's even more confused when he walks in. She's She's like, wait, you appear? Like, she's so funny. She could get to the very end and still be like, I don't know how to play this game. What are we doing? She's like, what game? Like, wait, wait, what's a faithful? Like, she's like, there's money involved? Excuse me? Oh, lost. Like, how did Cherie get there? Like, truly, how did she get there? And how (laughs) has she been here this long? It's like, between her and John, as like, who is giving the least? Honestly. Oh my gosh. John at least gives us some monologues. Cherie's just like, what? This is true. This is such a good point. This is such a good point. (laughs) Um, And like, Peter decides to like... Yeah, Peter decides to like tell everybody like I told my, I only told my certain suspects about. I'm like Peter, please be a little bit more slick. I will say that <laughs> Peter, you were being very vocal this episode, and you're going to get yourself murdered. Yes. Um, but of course he's like you know it was CT, Parvati, and Dan, and then Phaedra says in her ITM she's like it's every traitor for themselves. Like she is out here. She's like I'm still playing under the radar. Everyone can suspect Parv and Dan, but keep my name out your mouth. I loved Phaedra this episode. I loved her so much. And honestly, I loved Peter this episode, even though he was super cool. I was very upset by a certain line he said, though, which was competitive juices are flowing. And I was so upset by that line. Juices? Really, (laughs) Peter? I did not Not like that. No. But can we also take a second for Ellie Gould's fashion? A.K.A. Alan Cummings. I literally wrote down a moment for Alan, a.k.a. Ellie Gould. Um, <laughs> incredible. Okay, he walks in in a red kilt, blue silk mm-hmm. blouse top that's like got like a yeah. little tie in the middle. I think um, we need to clarify the blue is like like a bright, like, like, like a cobalt. Blue. Yeah, like a cobalt yeah. electric blue. Not like a navy blue. Not It no. is not subtle. He's standing it out. It is jewel tone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And, but then his glasses mm-hmm. are the same blue. And his little, I don't know, is that like, uh, what's the, it's like a little beret that he's wearing that's red. Not yeah. red, what am I saying? Blue. All of it is yeah. the same monochromatic blue. And then he's got little socks too that are the same yes. blue. <laughs> Oh my gosh, when he walked and I saw that the socks were also blue, I was like, give this man an Emmy. Like, I, I don't know what for, but give this man an Emmy. He deserves does it. This, does this, does Alan slash Ellie, does, is this his closet? Is he, is there a stylist? Does he wear these just like in his everyday life? I don't know. I really don't. I love him. I just, he needs an Emmy. He deserves all the awards. I was actually trying to tell a friend to watch this show. And I started out telling her by saying, so there's this Scottish man who wears kilts. <laughs> it's like, Incredible. that's how I started explaining traitors. And she was like, I'm in. I'm already in. Like, <laughs> amazing. It's a major part of the plot. We see him later when they do the challenge. And he has, like, up to his elbows, these plaid gloves that perfectly match the kilt. It's this one's just like such a good look. I I love this one so much. Um, I'm currently they go scrolling back. his Instagram, and he's like yeah. a little bit more subtle in his everyday life, but like okay, not that 
subtle. Like he's still a little fun. Don't worry. You know? Yeah, this was like I don't think he could fun. wear these as like a costume. Like I think he was like I like these. I would wear these in everyday life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's um, still fun. He is very fun. He would be like the best uncle. Oh my gosh. Incredible. <sighs> yeah. You're not wrong. Upset about it. Um they're yeah. back at the at the castle and Peter's kind of like interrogating poverty a little bit and she's not really giving him anything um and i'm surprised because she's usually so good at on survivor of like deceiving people like she's very good at like kind of either causing a distraction like she causes something to blow up over here so you're looking over there while she's like doing something crazy um so i'm just surprised that she's not as like slick so far on the traders she's good but Mm -hmm. she's not as like when you watch her on survivor it's wild um Mm -hmm. And then Peter's also convinced that it's Dan, and, like, mm-hmm. obviously, because we've said it before, Dan is playing the worst game. He does it again this episode where he's like, I'm not gonna say a name until I want to say a name, and he's just, oh he's so cryptic, it just comes off so badly. I think my favorite thing about Dan, and by that I mean one of my least favorite things about Dan, is that he's, like, approaching this game and, like, talking to the fellow contestants as if all of them know his legendary skills from Big Brother. Like, he is, like, living on his reputation. And then you remember he hasn't been on Big Brother in 10 years, which he tells us later. He's like, I came out of retirement after 10 years to come back to this show. And I'm like, you think the housewives know you, Dan? Watch your season. Stop it. But, like, he's like, everyone should respect me. Like, he walked into this game being like, everyone should respect me, know me, and, like, be threatened by me. And honestly, yeah. I would say only a fourth of the cast felt that way. Only a fourth, like, knew only he was... Only the ones who played Big Brother important. with him right. felt that way. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else cared. And he no. he just... He was too confident in the fact that people were going to fear him when no one did. That's That was no. his problem. And he, he gave them nothing to fear. He was always just, like, no. off in the corner, sometimes chatting with Parvati, but he never, like... He never really worked on the alliances the way that Phaedra... Phaedra is, like, the queen of alliances. Everybody likes her. No one suspects her. She's got such a good poker face, and she reacts the right amount. But you also can't tell if Phaedra's being dramatic because she just is very dramatic dramatic. all the time. So you can't... Her reactions are harder to read because you're like, is this a normal Phaedra reaction? Is she elevating it? Mm -hmm. You don't really know. Um, And she's just made herself so likable. Yeah, it's not Dan's fault that he hasn't had so much plastic surgery that he has no expressions on his face or that he doesn't have such large false eyelashes that his eyes like no longer show emotion. Like, I have to give, you know, some of the women that like Dan Dan doesn't have that going for him the way that like maybe he should. (laughs) Well, and also Phaedra, like... Phaedra is so, she's a lawyer. She's very savvy. And so, like, even if she's not saying something, her just, like, slow when she, like, raises her eyebrows, she's like, hmm. yeah. it tells you everything. Like, she, it tells you it's everything. so good. But it's, like, I all love the it. time she looks, she's, like, just looking at you through, like, the slits of her eye because her eyelids won't go any farther up because those lashes are she's so She's got, big. like, three-pound lashes happening. She can't, she can't open her eyes. Um, she's incredible. Like two seconds on, like, this after-breakfast Peter Parmesan cheese, like, moment where, like, Parmesan cheese, like, brings Peter aside and they're talking in, like, this little room. And all I wrote was, were there flirty vibes? between i wrote pc and pp aka parmesan cheese and pilot pete <laughs> parmesan cheese like a little bit but that's part weird, of like a weird vibe there but that's like poverty on survivor she flirts with like everyone yeah. on it and that's how she's so charming she's trying to do that here and i don't think pilot pete is necessarily taking the bait the way that the starving yeah. men on survivor are like oh that's she's true. giving me attention like she's really good at that's that. That's true. Uh, yeah. Um and she tries to and she is charming. So she just tries to be like it's not me. Like why would it ever be me? Like she just tries to yeah. to do that. But he's like he says like give me one like thing that you've done that's like strategic that would like win you to the side of the faithful. It's like something that is, you know, mm-hmm. targeting a traitor and and she just like freezes in that moment. Yeah. Um and that's what I was saying. I was just surprised at her. She usually she's so good at getting out of these things, but she kind of froze when he was like kind of coming at her. Maybe she was thrown off by his smizing. Like Peter was looking at her 
like a little flirtatiously. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he's beating her at her own game. She's like, wait, what am I supposed to do? He's flirty with me. Now I don't know what to do. Like, I think it threw her off. I think it threw her off. I think it threw her off too. And that he was like, kind of just a little bit slick when they were underestimating Pilot Pete. And let me tell you, I was also underestimating Pilot Pete this whole season, but he just, the last two episodes, he decided not to be friends with Kevin anymore and actually be friends with Bergie and figure out what the hell's going on and to get the traitors out. Like That's a good choice, truly. It was. Um, Let's talk about this mission because it was crazy. So they have to like, again, me describing these missions is hilarious, but they have to launch cannonballs um in this like catapult thing that like alan just has at his castle (laughs) but they have to like build it first so they have to like run all over the place with to pick up these parts to like build this thing to then shoot the cannonballs and they have one hour to do it there's one shield available but there's like these shield ammo boxes that are like spread throughout so if you find one you have like a chance to win the shield um and mm-hmm. this was crazy because they have to cross a river, like a raging yeah. river that's just like on this castle property. On the property. Um, mm-hmm. And Phaedra, our queen, is just like, queen. <laughs> we can't tell if she's like actually just in love with CT. I think she probably is. But she, she's like, I'm scared. Like, I'm so scared. So she's like clinging on clinging. to CT through this river. Mm-hmm. She was clinging to him. And then, honestly, I, I spotted it. She was also clinging to him afterwards. She was, she was still holding, his, holding hand. his hand as they were, like, hiking up this hill until they had a point where they had to start carrying things. And then she was no longer holding his hand. But Homegirl was holding his hand for, like, a good minute there. I was very intrigued. I We looked it up. Um, CT got divorced in November. It was settled. And Phaedra is supposedly dating an unnamed doctor. But, like, is she or are her we, and CT yeah, we don't know. together? I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just going to throw it out there as an option. I think there were some other really great pairings in the river. I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one moment where you saw, like, John just, like, clinging to Peter. Yeah, and he's John's like, like I'm like, too. <laughs> he's not even like facing the right way. Like he was like what? literally just like holding Peter, just like looking at it. Like, please he's take like, me tall. <laughs> Which I thought was very funny, especially since John is so small and then Peter is like a taller guy. It was just very funny to watch. And then lastly, my other favorite pairing was Kevin and um oh gosh who was he with? it was kevin and trichelle and they're like together and he's like oh watch out for this watch out for that and then they see the ammo box and all of a sudden she's like i need the shield and just like starts running like he's like no i need the shield and he's like pushing her i'm like kevin kevin reason number 107 why i don't like kevin they're in a river and he's like pushing her into the water to get this thing and again he's he's not even quick enough to do it he's not he can't no. even do it trishel gets the no. freaking box Trichelle but kevin's like thing. wait no i need it and then it's also like a little bit embarrassing because there are more boxes throughout the rest of this like walk and they're just like casually sitting on the side of the path and people are like oh do you want one like yes. oh, i already have one there's a box up there for you if you want it and like so it's like Kevin, how embarrassing for you! Like, I know. Wow. Um, and they have to like shove this like sled full of all of this like stuff to build this catapult with. Like, up, it looks so challenging. Um, but my yeah. favorite is again John because all of the men are like they like grabbing the rope and they're like pulling it up, and MJ's behind like pushing the sled, and then John is just he's just holding the end of the rope. Like, there's slack in the rope. He's not pulling it at all. He's just holding it. And he is I useless love, like, I agree with yeah. Peter I was like laughing so hard because at one point the audio was actually like come on John like somebody literally like called him out I was like John let's go I He's laughed just like, so what hard are- this was truly I think a very hard activity because by the end of this time frame like Peter has taken off his like coat. Like they are sweating. Yeah. Like Peter is in a t-shirt. We have yet to see anyone's arms this entire series because it's so cold. And like yeah. by the time they're up this hill, he has taken off his sweatshirt. I think someone else you can like see sweat coming through their sweatshirt. Like this was he was like dying. Task. 
Yeah, it was really something. I also think that CT's accent came through so much stronger this episode than like any episode before. I don't know if it's Is like physical labor. I think so. I'm confused because yeah. I really thought he had a Boston accent and it sounds very Massachusetts. But then when I looked him up, he was born in Brooklyn. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, I was, was like, I couldn't decide if it was New like, York or Boston. It, he sounds very Boston, but yeah. I just thought that was very funny. He's like, yeah, you know, I need, I just, you know, when you need some, some, some muscle and you know, I'll just, CT does whatever. And you're like, CT, what are you saying anymore? Like, Sometimes he just says words in a so random heavy. order and I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> Um, honestly, so do I. I get it. Like, yeah, if you listen to the podcast, you know. Um, but I just thought that was also very funny. But obviously, they get the catapult up the hill. Everybody gets what they're supposed to. With do. like, they put it ten together. minutes left. They, yes, they put it. I, they I love it together. Them putting it together. I love them putting it together oh. because it is Peter and Bergie holding the instructions, telling everyone what to do. And I was like, oh, yeah. okay. Look at you looking at it. It was like it was like IKEA level instructions. Like I don't mm-hmm. they were not good. They were not clear at all. Somehow they do build it and they just have a few minutes left. And they have to like shoot something to like whatever end the time. And so they, they add twenty five thousand to their prize pot, which I don't even think it's at a hundred thousand yet. I think with the twenty five no, or the twenty they got, it's, it's at, at like ninety something. something by the end of this episode. Oh, okay. But also So very yeah. close. I can't get over Ellie Gould is like, you guys need to choose someone to launch the catapult. And everyone's like, John, John should launch the catapult. Oh, why? why? Literally, I wrote, why? Why? And then John's like, it was the most significant part of the game. It was so, it was such a special moment. I was like, John. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, so I actually contribute by pulling the lever. Um, That was super funny. So and then they, so they, they finally like reveal these ammo boxes. It's like, if you have one, um, also, I think it's, is it Cherie and Kevin are, like, fighting to, like, if you have to bring the box to the hay bales and you're, like, qualified for a shield, and Cherie's like, I need it, or something like that. Cherie does not need this freaking shield, okay? <laughs> um, but they have to, each person who has one, which is, like, Sandra, Cherie, obviously, um, I forgot even who else, Trishel, Peter has one, um, and they have to, like, launch the cannonball to, and if they get it closest to the target, then they win the shield. The funny part is, is, like, Kate, when they're, like, scrambling over the boxes and, like, squabbling about it, Kate's just like, I feel like it's kind of desperate to, like, want a shield. Like, I think it's, like, a really easy way out. I'm like, because I don't think they had these last year when she played. I loved it. She's just, like, holding the box. Like, what should I do with this? And then I think she gives it to Peter or lets Peter have it, because it was yeah, originally she's just, like, standing next to it, like, yeah. not doing anything. It was so funny to me. Yeah, um, but Cherie ends, Shere, ends up getting the, like, her cannonball closest to the target. So she wins it. And again, no one was ever writing her name down no. to banish no, her, like, or to murder Shere's her. No one's writing her there, name like, down. She's like, what's a shield? Why do I need that? Yeah, she's like, I like, think I'm supposed to get one. <laughs> it's funny to me because the way that they talk about shields, it's like, well, I haven't gotten one yet, so I should have one. It's like, okay, can we think strategically of, like, if you're friends with someone who you think is going to get voted out, give it to them. Like, but she's like, no, but I, like, it's supposed to, I'm supposed to check the box that I did something. <laughs> That's how it feels. I also, it so I must discuss the mispronunciation of Parvati's name this episode <laughs> because Kate calls her poverty. Like, so clearly it's, like, poverty. Unfortunately, I didn't even notice because in my head she's Parmesan cheese. So like, didn't even notice. It didn't even come up in my head. Nope. And then Phaedra always pronounces it like parvati. Like she emphasizes the tea. Um, yeah. So I had See, to I had to mention again, the poverty. It's of it confusing. All. That's why I call her Parmesan cheese. <laughs> then it's fixed. You don't have to figure it out. Um, this is where so like basically that's the activity. We've got the shield and we're going to the round table, right? Mm-hmm. And so. Before the round table, again, I told Lana, I wrote notes for this episode. And so she's like, oh, interesting. And I was like, but some of them are just my intrusive thoughts. And this is an intrusive thought. I don't know what was going on when I wrote this, but I wrote, Peter in a backwards hat being a strategic game player has me forgetting every flaw he showed us as The Bachelor. These are the contributions that my notes are. That's that's what I wrote down. <laughs> I don't know why. hot in the hat it's the backwards hat for me it really it's it was something i'm not gonna lie never forget y'all him and hannah brown and the windmill and they would like cut away to like the (laughs) 
the windmill. Okay, that was like my favorite tweet. Should I write? Should I read that? My favorite yeah. tweet to come out of that night. I'm pretty sure I retweeted it. Um, but it was like something about how like Peter could. Okay, <laughs> I can't even get this out. It's so good. Two-time Big Brother finalist Dan Giesling was outmaneuvered by four-time windmill sex participant Peter Weber. <laughs> this is why the Trainers U.S. is re- reality TV heaven. <laughs> and then another tweet that I loved that was like, you know, Peter could do this. Like, Peter could be a Big Brother. But Dan, Dan could never be in the windmill. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Ah, And if you don't know... You need to watch Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelorette um, to understand this reference. And that's a good-ass season. Honestly, Lana, if we ever get, like, a dry spell on Camp Reality, I feel like we do a rewatch rewatch. of Hannah Brown. We should know now. Oh, my gosh. That season's crazy, y'all. Like, okay, we have to talk about it. Because the winner of that season, okay, Hannah, spoiler, him him and Hannah didn't end up together. Like, Jed was the winner, and they broke up. Okay, the girl that Jed was cheating on Hannah with is now married to Hannah's brother. Yeah, what? <laughs> like, that's the wildest. And that's not the craziest thing that happens. Like, there's no crazy no, shit that's not. Even just like, how? How did that happen? And also, we as a society went past this way too soon, where Hannah Brown shows up on Peter's season to host a yes. date, but then is they actually like, but I think I still like you. And then they like yeah. make out. And he's like, should you should you join the house? And she's like, I don't know, maybe. And then it's just like, never spoken of again. So I again, need to know if like, is Hannah watching this season of Traders and just like, <gasps> geeking with her friends probably probably making fun of him just like telling everybody about it but again like as i said peter to backwards hat almost makes me forget every flaw but doesn't don't worry (laughs) i'm still aware that somehow he was like a bachelor who was like let me make out with this past lead see if she wants to join the house like how disrespectful is that to hannah brown honestly looking back and hannah brown is actually queen um Mm -hmm. back on traders we're at the round table and Peter's like he's doing it big he's telling everybody all the things about his devious plot he definitely mm-hmm. thinks it's Dan he definitely thinks it's poverty and he says CT is a faithful like I'm convinced so it's you two so like sorry how did Pilot Pete somehow come up with the, with two of the three traders in like I don't know three days again I it's told incredible. you it's hot it's hot I don't know but it's hot Dan meanwhile hot. is like I cannot get over him taking everyone like one-on-one right before the round table being like, will you listen to me if I, you know, present a name with logic and like with a case, will you listen to the case? This feels so important to me to bring up because he like literally like pulls over like CT. He, I think Peter at one point, he pulls over like, will you just be open to listening to me? Will you just be open to listening to my points and my plan? Like I have a name I'm going to bring out at the round table and he like so makes dramatic. it this big thing i'm like i actually think what would have been smarter for him is if he had actually started placing the name out there sooner instead of doing this dramatic reveal because i think yeah. the dramatic reveal made everyone be like crickets like what like yeah it no did one not had have the time. impact that he thought that it was going to have mm-hmm. it was so condescending um, he starts out yeah. the round table he's like let's play a game Oh, it's so ridiculous. He's like, I've been watching one person the whole time. <laughs> Let's and then he doesn't reveal the name. He's like, and that person has done blah, blah, and blah. And like, it's so generic what he says. <laughs> it makes no sense. And he's like, he starts like etching away people. He's like, okay, raise your hand if you did this. And then he's like, okay, so for the people who didn't raise their hands, this is why I think you're a faithful or like, you're, you're okay. Your voting record is okay. Your voting record is okay. I'm like, are we trying to pick a senator? Like, are, why are we going through voting records and being like, are I they know. sketchy or not? Like, what? He said, raise your hand if your name has never been written down before and that's the mm-hmm. people he's like and then let's compare your voting record i'm like oh my gosh okay who are you the judge yeah. and the jury um he thought he, he, was, thought creating... he was like running it mm-hmm. he thought he was creating this like i think the part for me is like he literally called it like if i come at this with logic and then proceeded to just have conspiracy theories like yeah <laughs> he's like your voting so record true. was 
your voting record was a little weird once or twice. Like he said that to like I think Sandra. He was like, yeah, Sandra, like, you had yeah. a weird choice. But you explained yourself, and then he just like moved on to the next person. And you're like, he's like, you're done. Did, did you? I don't what. And so he finally names a name, Lana. How shocked turns. He turns on his girls. He throws Phaedra under the bus while it's moving. The dumbest. I was in a jaw on the floor when he said Phaedra. I thought he was going. I was so angry because it was down between Parmesan cheese and Phaedra as the final two that he was about to go through the, the voting records for. And you're like, I can't what? believe that he didn't, he, if he had thrown poverty out of the bus, it may have turned a different way for him. Yeah. And people would have been like, oh, I'm suspicious of her too. And he pointed out everything, but no, he went for Phaedra and he's like, he tries to like name these things. Like she, he brings up the fact that she calls Bergy Burgalicious as like a negative oh thing. The breakfast reactions, he called it. He's like her breakfast reactions. Like when, when Burgalicious and then I died. Kate said, not my Burgalicious was problematic to you. <laughs> Love Kate. I'm so glad she's back. Like, Kate excuse me. That's so not a reason funny. that she's a traitor. <laughs> I thought that was so good. Not my Burgalicious was problematic. <laughs> Dan, what are you then, saying? Dan always is like, she's always extra. And then Kate goes, have you seen her? Like, again, and Phaedra's <laughs> slowly blinking with her three-pound eyelashes and her fur coat. Like, yes, bitch. Which, yeah. Phaedra has such a good oh, line. She says, I do, do too much because you do too little. Too little. Incredible. <gasps> Shocking. She also says one of my other favorite quotes, no one trusts you, darling. She called him Yeah, the pause darling. with the darling. <laughs> the darling was everything to me. I was like, Oh, Dan is dead. For some reason, that just like threw me over the edge. I was like, Dan is dead. And now. she's like, Phaedra, Miss Phaedra Parks is a lawyer and she is mm-hmm. stone cold. She doesn't break. She doesn't say, like, well, what do you mean? She just like starts spitting kind of facts about him. Um, mm-hmm. and in such like a clear and concise way where she's not like, that's a, I think the thing about Phaedra is she never loses her cool. She's so even keel. Um, mm-hmm. that like, I feel like, it's part of what's working for her. It's also part where I think people are trying to get suspicious of her because, like, she's she's just playing a great game. She's just kind of chilling. Um, and then yeah. Parvati kind of jumps in, and as she's, like, I think this is actually when they're writing on their tiny chalkboards, but she's talking about, like, a clique fo- forming in the oh house. Oh, my gosh. And if there's people who know about a clique forming, it's me and Serena because we were accused <laughs> of that. Were you, were you like a little triggered by that? I was. I was like, oh my gosh, not Peter being accused of starting a click because Serena and I, we were accused of starting a click of two and like, it's true. But Explain the story. Can we just explain like two seconds? Like, can we have some tea, some college tea? Can we do it? Sure. Here's how I remember it. Serena and I were RAs and we had this group of girls who were also RAs and like the buildings next to us, whatever. Yada, yada, yada. We had a leader who we thought was incredible, who was like a year older than us. So we were like, she's so wise and smart. Okay. Another thing to point out is that most of the other people had RA partners and we were RAs by ourselves. We did not. We were solos. And so we really only, like, there was one other girl who didn't have a partner, but she didn't really vibe with us. Um, so she got claimed by, the, by her partners. Her partners. Yeah, she just got like, claimed by the girls who lived yeah. upstairs. Mm-hmm. Nobody claimed us. And so Sarah and I claimed us. each other because we didn't have a partner. And then we, like, got, like, this talking to that we were being, like, exclusive and not including people. And, like, they weren't including was, us. So we just it was included each other. Yeah, it was literally just because we created nicknames. Like, we like Bay. called our dorms, like, yeah, we called each other Bay, which we still do to this day. And, like, we called our dorms, like, cousin dorms, right? Do you remember that? Oh, we yes. were, like, the cousins. Uh, and we called each other the yeah. cousins in our... Because um, our dorms, our floors are really small, and everybody else had these big floors, and they all had people to hang out with. And ours were, like, mini, so we just combined forces. And I didn't think it was like, bad, but we were... Yeah. Obviously, you can see we it was very a, triggering for us. <laughs> very triggering. Very upsetting. We got our dorms, and then our boy dorms, which we called the brother dorms. But, like, you were, like, paired. You were, like, an all-girl dorm, and you were paired with an all guy dorm and you called each other your bro sis dorms and you were supposed to like do activities with them 
So we didn't because have our, Greek life at our Christian no, university. We just so had this was this. like a stand-in for it. Yes, yeah, this was our stand-in. And so every different part of campus was like, oh, you should be at this part of campus. This is what that vibe is or whatever. So Lana and I had also very small brother dorms because they were also one person RAs with tinier dorms. And so the four of our halls, which literally equaled pretty much the same amount as two halls, Combined yeah. all the time, called each other the cousin dorms, just sent each other seats at like lunch sometimes. Yeah. We would like, you know, go do activities together. Yeah, then we were accused yeah. of being a clique and it was only Serena and I were the clique, um, which was hilarious. But I mean, it's and true. Was, we're still a clique 10 years later or whatever. You know what? And now we have a podcast. <laughs> years so later. I, it's so weird that friendship is a clique. It was literally just friendship. Like, our brother yeah. dorm liked each other. We liked each other. So the four of us hung out, which again, it I, obviously it's been years and I'm still pissed about it. But like, <laughs> it, it, if you had an RA partner and you hung out with your brother dorm and his RA partner, it would have been four people. So like, yeah. Lana and I were just hanging out with the two guys, the four of us. Like, I'll never we- forget when we posed for that um, Christmas picture together. Do you remember that? <sighs> Yes, it popped up not that long ago. And we were like the best cousins. I think I think the click thing happened after that photo. That is what happened we when we took that photo. Commented, yeah, because we took this photo together and then we captioned it like the best four halls on campus, like the cousins, like unite or something like that. And then everybody was like, click, rude. <laughs> um, so shout out to the girls from college that listened to us still from our dorms. Okay, now you have some entire tea. Also, nobody else gives a shit about this, but it meant a lot to Serena and I with our clicks. <laughs> I just love that our click still stands. We should reach out to the to the brothers and just be like, hey, did you know that we have a podcast now? I know you don't care because it's been Please 10 promote years it on your Facebook you. page for your haul but... from ten years ago. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be so good. My like uh, old hauls from campus like still show up on Facebook. Like occasionally mine they're too. like hey, admin of this po- of this group. I need to delete that shit. I have so many stupid Facebook pages from things I did. Um, But (laughs) I'm going to give you the floor to discuss John's (gasps) monologue because you wrote it down. Okay. I, serial killer notes, I freeze framed every single caption to get it perfect. So during the voting, they're all flipping over their chalkboards and it's John's turn. And he says... I, I would do the British accent, but I don't want to offend England, so I'm not going to. <laughs> My vote is for Dan. I listened intently to you, Dan, tonight, and your deflection was on to Phaedra, and that case was comprehensively rebutted. Treachery deserves to be punished by banishment. Banishment. My <laughs> Don't laugh. I have to finish this. Okay. <laughs> it's so good. Banishment. My dear friend, should be your fate tonight. This guy is the silent slaughterer, and that's the sum of it. John's monologue. It was so... Did he write this? Like, I have to imagine he practices in the mirror a few times, or like, he's like, producer, feed me the line. It was so... Just what we love about this show, over the top. It was so over the top. And you're like, bully John from like the House of Commons in England, which we know nothing about their politics. So we still don't know what that is. But like, bully John, I now understand. Like this moment, I was like, five foot four John is coming out strong. And I can see it. I can see him being like a mean person. Slaughterer. There's no way that all he thought of the silent slaughterer on the fly. He wrote this down. (laughs) My other favorite thing is, like, Peter's reaction to this. Like, Peter, like, claps him on the back and is like, yes! Like- <laughs> because Peter is fake friends with John. John is part of the clique of Bergy, Peter, Trishel, yeah. John. And John doesn't add much to any other conversations, but he'll be like, yeah, agree! Like, he doesn't actually give anything. He just agrees with everybody. So, um, this was incredible. I loved John's John's full monologue. And they end up getting Dan out and yeah. it was an incredible moment mm-hmm. it was it was so good and Dan again is like such a dramatic obnoxious exeter and it's just like I was a traitor but I can't I feel like Dan brought up his retirement coming out of retirement like three times this episode and I just was so grossed out by it you were t- 
you just didn't do another season of Big Brother. You didn't retire from anything. Right. Like, like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Um, and the whole thing is just, I don't know. I was happy to see him go. The, have you been on the side of the faithfuls or the side of the traitors for most of this? I flip-flop. I feel, I feel like I've been on the side of the faithfuls because of how much I hated Dan. And now yeah. that Dan is but gone, now- I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Yeah, with Parvati and Phaedra being the remaining traitors, maybe I'll go mm-hmm. all in. Because I kind of was playing both sides. I was like, I like the traitors and like the chaos it's causing, but I want the faithfuls to actually win the money. Um, you know what side I'm bring- on? Uh-huh, I'm on the side of Burgalicious. Oh, yeah. I can't feel the wrong side of history. I must always side with Burgalicious. But let's talk about Trishel. So Trishel is terrible fashion, but she she brings up a good point. And she's like, I think that in her ITM, she's like, I think that Dan was feeding us a traitor. Like, she's on to Phaedra. She's like, Dan wouldn't have I just know. thrown out a random ass name. Like, he would have. I love He's that. leaving us crumbs. Yeah. I loved that. Trishel's like, nobody else picked that up. But, like, Phaedra is a traitor. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then I think it was Phaedra when uh her and Parvati are in the turret with their velvet hoods on and their cloaks mm-hmm. and all that. Um she says, if I wasn't a Christian woman, I would rip his heart out. <laughs> yes, I also wrote that down. I also wrote that down and was like, I don't it's weird because context we didn't actually we all assume she was talking about Dan, but like technically yeah. speaking, she didn't clarify that that's who she was talking about, which I thought was very funny um and yeah they're like up in the turret and then they get a knock on the door and they're like scared shitless and it's ellie gould like just being like hey traders what's up which i thought was so funny because it's like there's only two of them and instead of being like oh hey phaedra hey hey parmesan cheese he's like hello traitors and his cute little hat he had this little cute black hat on with like little tiny glasses all black i loved it Ellie Gould is always on camera. He is always aware of his job. He is always like traitors, faithfuls. Like he does not stop for one second. I just need to know, like, does he do, are there multiple takes that he has with his one-liners or like, is this one and done? Right. Does he ever forget? Like, does he ever get out of character and forget to call them the faithfuls, the traitors? Like, does he ever forget? Is he ever like, hey guys? What's up? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just like in like casual clothes, like not in his kilt and like fur hat or something. Right. Are they like in between scenes, like eating lunch together, just like hanging out? Yeah. Like donut, like a robe. <laughs> I like couldn't even imagine if he, if he was just walking around in a robe, he'd be in like silk PJs with a silk robe that has like zebras on it or something. I would love that. I would love that so <laughs> much. But um, he tells them, you have a choice. You can either recruit a new traitor or murder someone. And Parvati wants to recruit a traitor. She wants to recruit Peter, which I think is smart. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about this. Like, part of me thinks it's so smart. Part of me thinks it's too obvious. Like, is Peter, if he becomes a traitor, will Peter actually be able to play the game and act well enough to like break up his alliance and like trick everyone. I I I know we're like mad that people haven't had enough faith in Peter, but like I'm not sure I have enough faith in Peter that he can do that. That he can handle I it. Know. I think they should recruit. I, I think either CT or Burgalicious. I that's what I was thinking. I think that would have been much more interesting. Or if they had recruited like Kate. I feel like Kate would have been a great Kate option. Kate is one that I wrote down too. Like, cause she, I love Kate. She's got these incredible one-liners. I don't think she could be, think about Kate. And I guess it's about all of them. Kate can't be a team player. She's playing for Kate. And so, I mean, Parvati True. is too. Phaedra's kind of quieter about it, but she is in it for herself as well. Um, mm-hmm. So Kate would have been really funny. And she has the knowledge from her past season. That would have been good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, and so Peter actually has the, choice to either accept or decline that's where it kind of leaves us hanging at the end of the episode if he'll if he will join them i also thought this quote was just another moment where you're like if you don't watch the traders how do you explain this but ellie gould said out loud if you choose to seduce there will be no murder (laughs) like how do you explain that to somebody he kept being like if you want to seduce a faithful if you're going to seduce a faithful, like what are we doing? I don't think I can watch him in any other movies or shows without just thinking of him in this character. 
um, mm. which is supposed to be himself. But also, I have to mention a Phaedra, another Phaedra line that I loved. Her and Parv, this is still them in the turret, and they're talking about like how everyone came for them. And Phaedra says, "You in the ICU, I'm in the hospital, but you're about to flatline." I love how she's like, so then I guess you get to decide what we do. And that's how they picked Peter. And I just, yeah. Do you want Peter to say yes? I do because, again, I don't know if he has the, I don't know if he could, if he has the acting chops to pull it off to somehow get them off the scent of Parvati and Phaedra because, like, he's the one who put them all onto Parvati. So it would be interesting to see if he could be slick enough to somehow persuade them actually go for these people. But I'm also, like, thinking as towards the rest of the group, like, he's made it clear that CT's a faithful. Like, Parvati is... The only other super slick gamer, as they call them, is Sandra. And I just don't know who he would pin it on besides Parvati and Phaedra. Yeah. Like, I just don't know who yeah. who he could really do as that to. Much, as much as Phaedra, or no, as Parmesan Cheese thinks picking Peter will save her, I think it will, like, I don't think this will change his loyalty to her. I don't think he'll then no. be like, yeah, I'm going to get you off the scent, even if he does become a traitor. I, I feel like he'll, he'll still be like, cool. With- yeah, I think he'll probably, if he does choose to join them, I think he will probably be close to Phaedra. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, think I don't will, think this will, saves Parmesan at all. I don't think it saves Par. I think it puts a bigger target on her, actually, as we're talking about it. Um, and I think him and Phaedra would probably team up to get Parvati out. Because according to Phaedra, Parmesan Cheese, remember she told her, she's like, nobody likes you. <laughs> she's not a ride-or-die Parvati fan. But... No. Phaedra has made herself friends with Bergie, with that whole group, with Peter, with CT, with everybody. So mm-hmm. I think she's actually the puppet master here. And I think they could join forces and get Parv out because I would be fine seeing Peter and Phaedra win the money together. I think I would actually love yeah. that. I think that would be so fun. And I do. Yeah. I think people think it's Parmesan cheese. And so it's like if Peter does join and become a traitor, they still get Parmesan cheese out. And yeah. then Phaedra and him coast till the end. Yeah, and if they want to, if they can recruit another person, they'll recruit Bergalicious. <gasps> I would love that. Oh my god, That gosh. would be good. Bergalicious is a traitor. Honestly, we've been robbed. They should have picked Bergalicious from the beginning, honestly. They really should they have. They really should have. I just, like, the people that they picked for the traitors, like, Phaedra's the only one that wasn't, like, labeled as this big strategy player, and so I think mm-hmm. that's why she's, obviously it's why she's, like, been able to kind of coast along, but I do love Phaedra because she'll be kind of, like, what she does, I think it's actually smart what she does. And she's like, it's on you. You pick who we're yeah. recruiting. Like she, yeah. so then the, the onus is on the other person. They don't split it as a team. She's like, no, you got it, girl. So then when it backfires, she's never the one holding the bag. It's always Parvati. It's always Dan. Again, I just think it's funny that they're like, oh yeah, she's not a game player. Um, She's the lawyer. Do you yeah, think she doesn't know how to strategize? Player. Like, yeah. what, do you, what do you mean? Like, okay, so she hasn't done your game of strategy on MTV or on whatever yeah. other show. Um, I'm sorry. She went to law school, passed the bar. There's an entire yeah. section on, like, strategic. Like, what do you mean Phaedra is not Put a strategist? respect on Phaedra Park's name, y'all, okay? Yeah. And I think people were doubting her and underestimating her. In, in the same way that they underestimate um, Sheree, but they are different leagues, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be very interesting. How many episodes is this show? Like, when do they decide it's over? How many people are there? I don't know. We're work? on six. I have to imagine, yeah. like, because there's still a lot of faithfuls. Yeah. I like, wonder if we'll do multiple... Cast. I wonder if we'll do multiple banishments coming up soon. Like, two people go home or two that murders or something. That would be very interesting, actually. And there's a reunion, which I'm very excited about. Oh, I can't wait. Um, Okay, so I pulled it up on IMDb, and it's showing, like, 11 episodes. We still have five more? Oh, my gosh. It's on till March 7th is the last episode, from what I, at least well, that's what IMDb is on. saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I believe and... it, because then you have the reunion in there, so. Yeah. Yeah, last season it was 10 episodes and then episode 11 was the reunion. So I'm guessing that's what's happening again, where yeah. they do a reunion episode as the 11th. So yeah, we have like 10 real episodes and then one reunion episode. So we're only like halfway through the season at this point. 
Oh my gosh, and so much has happened. Who is your like dream for next season of Traders? Like if you could choose like a yeah. dream cast, like are there who would I was texting Serena this earlier and I was saying like I think I would love to see Chriselle from Selling Sunset up in yeah, the Traders. And house. I I answered Brie. From she would Selling be great Sunset. too. I think she would be yeah. fantastic. And then you know what's gonna happen though? We're gonna end up with like Heather. <laughs> I know. Nicole. One of the brothers. Imagine Brett was like, why am I doing this? (laughs) That would be so good. But I do think it's like time for like a Selling Sunset member. I do think that would be really great. Who from like Bachelor Nation would you want? Who? Good question. Hannah Brown. Duh. Definitely Hannah. But I think she's like elevated too far past. Well, she did Special Forces. So maybe she would do this. Um... I mean, I could see Joey going on after his season in a couple of years. He's pretty charming. People love him. That's true. That's very true. <gasps> We're going to get freaking Gary like- or Teresa <laughs> up in here. That would be really <laughs> funny. That would be so good. I want it to be someone more like Corinne, you know? like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Chaos. Absolutely. Corinne would be amazing. And she's from so many seasons ago. Like, that's kind of what I like because I kind of like the people who, like, haven't been around in a while yeah. when they come back yeah. to this show that would be victoria funny. f another good one. <gasps> oh my gosh that would be amazing i would love ashley that. i would victoria be good on f. this mm. ashley mm. i would just be running around being like what's going on <laughs> she would be shree <laughs> seriously also wells like there's so many good people <gasps> brayden would be good on this that. yeah wells would yeah. be so good i want wells on this show so bad mm. that would be great we yeah. need to get, if they're going to choose someone from Golden, Bachelorette or Bachelor, we need Kathy. We need, we need Caitlyn Jenner <gasps> up in here. <laughs> Can you imagine? And and she's so like climbing good. up the hill. She's like, what do you want? You want me to, you want me to carry a Uh Also, Nick Lachey, I've just seen him so many times on my TikTok singing. Oh, I have sent it to you like four times. <laughs> There's so many, the, the stitches that people are doing. Oh my so gosh, it's good. so funny. It's so good. Oh my gosh, we should post that TikTok just to tell the people <laughs> if they've missed it. This is like the <laughs> point of the episode where we know nobody's listening, but if you're still listening, here's some recommendations. Go listen to Nick, Nick Lachey sing on TikTok. It's the most painful thing you'll ever see. It's very upsetting. I know. Speaking of Nick Lachey, Love is Blind is back on Valentine's Day. So I'm excited about that and new people. It's going to be good. But thanks for listening, campers. We love you. We'll be back next week with another episode of Troy Tours. Do the things. Bachelors on Monday. All the good things. Okay, bye. Bye.